Morgan, I have, a, I have a question for you. Okay. What is your first embarrassing moment? Oh, geez. My first embarrassing moment. Um, okay. Yeah, I have a good one. Um, my first embarrassing moment was, so when I was a kid, I really loved to sing. And I still do. Um, but I remember, I think I was probably like in first grade. Um, and I watched on TV, um, this opera singer. Um, and it's like the first time I ever encountered opera. And so I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at school the next day, um, when I was going to the bathroom, <laughs> I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I think I was like washing my hands or something. And <laughs> I, um, started practicing singing opera, Oh, like trying to imitate this person. Nice. Um, but what I didn't realize, so I hear a knocking at the door. Um, and it was my teacher saying, everyone can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because like in the bathroom, it echoes. It was it great was acoustics. I thought great it I acoustics. amazing. I thought you sounded wonderful. <laughs> um, but I was like, it was the worst moment of my life. Aww. I thought I was, my life was ruined. So, so who was, was it just your teacher that heard you or like what, what happened? No, the whole class could hear me. It was like oh. one of those, like the bathroom was attached to the class. Like oh when my you're gosh. Little. Wow. Yeah. Aww. It was rough, but I got past it, you know? Now I can speak about it. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and telling me your story. Thanks for receiving that, Megan. Yeah, you're welcome. What about you? What's your most embarrassing moment? Okay. As, yeah, your first embarrassing My moment. My first. Yeah, so mine also happened when I was little. Okay. I was in kindergarten, and I was graduating from kindergarten. I was so excited. I got to wear this cute little pink gown with a pink graduation cap Mm. and our in our first song we had little hand motions (laughs) actually (laughs) like this (laughs) kind of i mean we uh we had to pretend to play the piano for the first this is the first line play the piano and then then light the lights okay like this and i was in the front row and i was so excited to do this and i started playing the piano and then i lit the lights and when i did that my cap popped off oh no and landed like 20 feet in front of me and so this whole like auditorium of people was la- was laughing at me oh it's like 200 people just oh laughing gosh. now looking back it's pretty cute i mean that's a cute, cute little story you see this little you know like six-year-old megan so excited and then her hat <laughs> pops off and it's like so adorable but to me it was terrifying oh i bet uh but you know we, we, we move on i've moved on with life we've moved on with life <laughs> but those things you know they they stick with us uh that's true they really but do. It, it just uh you know it's fun to think about those times Not that we have embarrassing moments anymore. No. No, never. Never. (laughs) Before we begin, we want to invite you to consider joining the Awakened Nation. The Awakened Nation is a group of donors who make monthly contributions to support Awaken Catholic. It's as cheap as a cup of coffee a month, 
And you get great access to special features and content through Awaken Catholic. To donate, go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. Also consider joining the Awaken app. Um, the Awaken app is kind of like a social media alternative um, where you can chat with people within the Awaken community. Um, you can also chat with talk show hosts such as me and Megan. We are happy to chat with you um, and get access to lots of cool things such as prayers. Um, and to download that, just go to theawakenapp.io. Great. We also want to announce, too, in case you don't know, we are actually going to be going on a pilgrimage to France this October. It's crazy. Yes. So exciting. It's really exciting. Uh, Yeah. So so we're making this announcement because we would love to have our viewers come and meet us and and join us for a beautiful time in Paris and Lourdes and other beautiful places. Yeah. All of my favorite saints we are visiting. So I am so pumped. (laughs) Right. Therese of Lisieux, St. Bernadette, um, St. Joan of Arc, who's my patron saint. Yeah. So yes, please consider joining. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to begin, we're just going to kind of introduce ourselves again. So Morgan and I are we're friends, and we were also classmates together at the John Paul II Institute in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And there we studied a lot of John Paul II's thoughts and a lot of great thinkers that, that he knew and um, in the traditions of the church, too, as well. Yep. So, so what we're doing here on this show is trying to understand the human experience, human love, and the meaning of life based on his help and guidance, um, based on what he contributed to the church, the Catholic church, in his theology of the body. Today, what we want to talk about is a, an interesting topic. A difficult topic. <laughs> a difficult topic, yes. Uh, we're going to talk about vulnerability. And you might be thinking, what does that have to do with theology of the body? Yeah. Uh, well, it has a lot to do with love. And so we want to really dive into understanding what vulnerability is, why it's necessary for love, and also to use the Theology of the Body text uh, with the original experience of nakedness, actually, uh, to to highlight what what vulnerability is. So, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like we should probably talk about what we mean by nakedness at some point in this talk. You know uh, what I mean? Yes, we are called Naked Without Shame. Yeah, the, the <laughs> talk. All. Yeah, the show is called Naked Without Shame. <laughs> and sometimes I think, I wonder, you know, if people don't know the, the TOB, the theology body lingo, like what? What do they think that means? <laughs> Naked Without Shame, because, you know, clearly we're, we wearing, were, clothes. we're wearing clothes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know, so let's let's just dive into our content here, what we want to talk about together. And and we'll illuminate more about why are we talking about nakedness? Yeah. So okay. Sounds good. So all right, Maureen, what is your thoughts on vulnerability? How do you how do you like it? Like vulnerability. Well, um, I don't know. I don't think I like it very much. I think, um, yeah, I think I, as most people struggle with being 
vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Putting yourself out there. Putting myself right? out there. I'm actually like a pretty shy person. That's like the funny thing is Megan and I got asked to do this podcast <laughs> and we're so thrilled to do it. But we were like, in the beginning, we were like extremely shy. Like we're not mm. these like public personas. Um, no. But yeah, it's, it's so beautiful at the same time um, mm-hmm. to like kind of like, yeah, just sort of take that risk. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely a risk for us. And so I think it's, it's interesting that we're one of our first episodes is about vulnerability because <laughs> we're really experiencing in real time the, um, <laughs> yeah, the benefits, I guess, or the, the fruit of, yeah. of vulnerability, <clears throat> right? of being willing to put yourself out there exactly. and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely very hard. And I think like why we wanted to talk um, in the beginning about our embarrassing moments um, was just mm-hmm. to highlight that I think we, I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of, it's very funny. Um, these like moments you have when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- yeah, th- those moments can really impact. I mean, they, they can be a huge source of shame um, mm-hmm. and make it really difficult for you to, yeah, want to, want to be vulnerable with people. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It seems to me like what's happening in, in the examples that we gave with our little childhood memories and yeah. embarrassing moments is that we we were exposed right like we kind of exposed ourselves and in, in not in the way of like once again putting ourselves out there or yeah. making ourselves known yeah and how it was received at least for me was that oh like oh these people are laughing at me I'm not being received as who I am yeah exactly right yeah these people don't see my goodness yeah. somehow yeah I messed up and therefore like, oh, you did something bad or maybe you are bad. Exactly. You internalize Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You internalize those moments. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Megan, why is vulnerability so important for love? Like, have have you experienced that or I don't know. How would you how would you describe that? Yeah, that's a good question. Oops. (laughs) Hitting the mic here. Uh, What I would say is in order to understand vulnerability, I think we have to talk a little bit about love. Okay. A little bit. Because to love is actually to affirm someone's goodness, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I affirm that you are good and and I and I'm receiving your good. And I yeah. want what is good for you. Mm-hmm. Right? So so love and affirmation go together. Mm. That's that's one way that vulnerability ties in, I think, to love, right? Is because to be to be vulnerable means that you you want to be affirmed, right? Yeah, yeah. You want, you want to, to be, be received for who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that exactly. would, I mean, yeah, that is necessarily right. an affirmation of I am good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm created exactly. as good mm-hmm. like we talked about in our last exactly talk exactly right that i am a gift that is meant to be received by another person right you know yeah. so i don't know would you ha- add anything to that what how vulnerability and love go together hmm. yeah i think yeah i would just say that um most people um in the world i think struggle with vulnerability um, and yet it's something that we really like we intuit is very important. I mean, it was interesting. Um, this summer I watched um, a not a documentary. It was a talk by Brene Brown. Have you ever heard no, no, of this I woman? 
Yeah, wow. she's really incredible. But her, her whole thing mm-hmm. is um, she – sorry, I'm trying to remember what she <laughs> – um, Brene Brown's entire, like, shtick is, like, mm-hmm. helping people understand the importance of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, like, this phrase over and over, like, you have to show up in life. Oh. As opposed to just like kind of hiding yourself and like mm-hmm. being withdrawn mm-hmm. um, from relationships out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's saying that like being vulnerable is worth the risk. And it's like become this huge mm. phenomenon. I mean, like people, people love this woman. Yeah. Um, so it's so interesting that I think that we really live in a culture where vulnerability is very hard. Um, and we, we have kind of this like, especially like as Americans, this sort of like reserved Mm-hmm. Um, quality about us is we don't mm-hmm. really like to let people in. We're mm-hmm. not super like affectionate and like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like to show basically how yeah. we feel yeah. all the time. Yeah, um, for sure. And at the same time, I think we realize like this is somehow inhibiting my ability to like, yeah, to fully like live my life and enjoy my life and ultimately mm-hmm. to love other mm-hmm. people. Sure. Th- this is, yeah, we kind of, it's this predicament. And so like, yeah, the question is like, how do you, become vulnerable Mm -hmm. how do you let yourself be vulnerable that exactly what comes to my mind is kind of the the pendulum swing of of that of closing yourself and like just responding in total exposure right to to the point where I don't really care how I'm being received yeah exactly like I don't really care it doesn't matter I just forget about you know, forget about what people think. Yeah, exactly. I think that's mm-hmm. like, that's the, um, the total other end of the mm-hmm. spectrum mm-hmm. that we see in our culture is like, mm-hmm. we have, on one hand, we're like very reserved. We kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of this trepidation, um, mm-hmm. about like, yeah, being ourselves mm-hmm. and being open. Yeah. And then the other end of the spectrum is just like, in response to that, I'm just going to like share everything with everyone mm-hmm. all the time yeah. and like not be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. it's interesting, but I think that that's not quite the answer either. Yeah. And I want to kind of like help think through during mm-hmm. this episode, like yeah. what is like authentic vulnerability? Mm-hmm. How do you authentically be vulnerable? Exactly. Yeah. There has to be a middle ground. And I yeah. think remembering your dignity has a lot to do with that. Yeah. As well as yeah. understanding the experience of shame. In our last episode, we talked a little bit about shame. Right. So maybe this would be a good time then to talk more about what John Paul II says about original nakedness and shame. Yeah. Does that sound yeah, good? Definitely. Okay, good. Okay, so do you want to start? You want me to start? Um, you start. Okay, I'll start. So let me just take a brief second and explain to people how the theology of the body is organized. Does that sound good? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Which camera is on right now? This one. Okay. Let me take, let me take a second and just explain to our listeners how the theology of the body book is organized. This is it actually right here. Right there. This is the book. Okay. This is what we're talking about. (laughs) So the theology of the body has two parts, three chapters in each part. Okay. And so what we're diving into with understanding original nakedness occurs in the first part and in the first chapter where Christ talks about man in the beginning before original sin enters the world. And John Paul II talks about three human experiences, the original experiences, he says, Mm -hmm. original solitude, original unity, and original nakedness. 
Right. So original nakedness is what we're what we're going to talk about here. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're talking about. That's what <laughs> we will try our best to explain original nakedness. You know, because I because yeah, I mean, we'll try it. <laughs> we're yeah, we're not Pope John Paul II, but we we're going to try to unpack it a little bit. We did study it, I guess. So. We did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So original nakedness and shame. So before shame entered the picture, Adam and Eve were in the garden. They weren't wearing clothes. And they were the only humans. And so because Adam and Eve, humanity, is the the pinnacle of creation, we were the last things created. We most image God, and we have this beautiful dignity and and, uh, an image of him, Mm -hmm. right, as love. So when Adam and Eve saw each other without any clothes on, (laughs) naked without shame, shame, they were able to receive each other with the full meaning and understanding of each other's bodies. Wow. Yeah. As a gift to one another. Yeah. Right? Right. Exactly. So this... This experience, mm-hmm. talking about an experience that illuminates more deeply our own our own lives, right? It's yeah. what what we see then is that nakedness communicates that I'm a gift, that I'm that I'm meant to be loved, and not necessarily first, like in the male and female relationship, but the body itself communicates. That I am meant to be loved and affirmed, like I was saying. Yeah. I'm meant to be fully affirmed. Yeah. Okay. Nakedness also maybe indicates like a fullness of a vision, right? Being able to see each other fully as gift, right? There, there's a there's a vision there. When you when you think of nakedness, like how how do you know someone's naked? You see that they're naked, right? They don't have clothes on. They don't have clothes on. You see it. So there, there's also some insight into like what vision is hmm. in, in understanding original nakedness. Yeah. So I, it seems like you're saying like in original nakedness, you see, or like Adam mm-hmm. saw the mm-hmm. full transparency. That's what John Paul, that's the phrase he uses, transparency of the yeah. person. Yeah. Um, the full transparency of Eve mm-hmm. um, through her body. And there was, there was no, um, I mean, I think that's what we're going to talk about with shame. Yeah. There was no like sort of rupture or disconnect between her body and the communication of her person. They were totally exactly. one in the same. Yeah, Exactly. So good. when he saw her body, he saw her for all that she was and all of her beauty and all of her goodness. Mm-hmm. And there was there was nothing to kind of like get in the way of that. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. And and what sin does once once sin enters our hearts, it, it lessens our capacity to love. And so when Adam and Eve do see each other, that transparency of the communication of their their persons they're able to to love so freely and there's no shame involved in love. Right. They're, like there's love total openness yes. and yeah. Yeah, when you really Nothing. love somebody mm-hmm. when you really love somebody there's no shame in that. You don't yeah. you don't feel like your heart is suspicious of like wanting to maybe treat them as an object or use use them. You yeah. just you just simply affirm and love. Yeah. And that's what was happening. 
in in that experience of one another's nakedness in in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve. Right. So then shame enters the picture, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they sinned, and then they knew that they were naked, and they yeah. covered themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. so that's like the the first response to the entrance of sinning. Yeah, I think what's interesting is it's not because they realized like they just realized they were naked like they knew they were naked before yeah Mm -hmm. but they realized that they might not be seen anymore in the fullness of who they are in their nakedness so they they cover themselves actually out of like an awareness of their dignity so that's another good good thing to kind of note is that john paul ii when he talks about shame and this you know desire for adam and eve to cover Mm -hmm. themselves it's not a totally misguided thing right it's actually acting out of a perception of um, a good, so that, that I'm trying to protect myself, to, trying to protect my goodness through covering myself. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So I think that's a really important thing to, to note with vulnerability is, yeah, we're trying to protect ourselves. We, we know that we're good and we might not right. be, like we were saying before, we're good and we might not be seen for yeah. what we are. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, vulnerability indicates, to, it's kind of a message to myself that I am, I am good and I'm meant to be protected and dignified right so yeah there's there's a goodness to to yeah. being vulnerable there is <laughs> that's <a> good, good. <laughs> that's great maybe we'll be more vulnerable <laughs> could try we could try no i think we're okay we're <laughs> we're, we're we're doing good we're trying yes um yeah then there's also a goodness to covering mm-hmm. ourselves exactly and yeah. this kind of reluctance to share ourselves i think that that's mm-hmm. something interesting like we should actually in some ways affirm that i remember mm-hmm. um this um this priest i know that's one of my really good friends um one time mm-hmm. i was watching this presentation by um this person and this person was just like being super open about their life mm-hmm. and like super just like saying everything and this was like you know years and years ago and i mm-hmm. i was kind of like yeah, I really admire like her ability to kind of just say whatever mm-hmm. and just be like totally herself. Yeah. And then it was really interesting because I always remember this. Um, that priest challenged me and said, "That's not really being open." Interesting. Yeah. What like, did, what did he mean by that? Um, I mean that that kind of openness is yeah. not kind of what God is asking of us. Mm-hmm. That because it's, there's no awareness in in that of my ability to be received by the other person. Yeah. So, Ah, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not trying to be critical of people who are open with their experience. I think that there's definitely like that. That's a beautiful thing in a lot of ways, but I think that you have to balance that always with, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, a, a being in relationship with the other person such that I know and trust that I can be received Mm. by this person. Um, Yeah. That's a really good point to our understanding then of how we function this side of sin, right? In yeah. in our lives, to to understand then how to how to balance being vulnerable. It's it's or maybe I should say how to become vulnerable, right? How to become yeah. vulnerable in this side of sin? How do we become vulnerable? Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. our question. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just go there. Yeah. So. I in in hearing you talk, Maureen, what I'm what I'm realizing is that it it takes another person, right, to kind of give you 
the the ability to be received in space to then be drawn out in love yes to be received yeah exactly right that that's what i'm get gathering what's your i'm picking up what you're putting down (laughs) you're picking it up i'm picking it up you got it so yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's really really good it's always within relationship because i mean the point of vulnerability is actually to be in relationship it's not just Mm. like here i am like whatever right but it's like it's for the sake of love Mm -hmm. vulnerability Mm -hmm. has to be for the sake of love yeah um so yeah just that element of being in relationship Mm -hmm. i think is the key Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so i think yeah yeah, it's kind of um yeah like looking at it because i think i've always had this question of like you know especially since my conversion like i want to like learn to be i don't know more open and more vulnerable with yeah. people yeah. like um I really like in my in myself I had this sort of um this real awakening of my person and this awareness of like being loved by God and I wanted that to really translate into my relationships with other people more and mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. um yeah not that I didn't have the friends before and like I wasn't vulnerable exactly. at all before yeah. but like I just really had this like new awareness of wow I really want to be like in relationship with people mm-hmm. and like be real with people and just be myself mm-hmm. um that is a really important point to yeah. just be yourself yeah Right. Because, yeah, uh, sometimes we we just don't uh, always know how we're going to be received. And so sometimes we think, oh, I need to become something like become a certain way in order for the receiver to receive me. Right. Right. So why is why is being yourself important when we know that sometimes we won't be received perfectly? Yeah, I think this is really this has one, been one of my huge um, realizations yeah. too in the past couple of years, um, in that like, yeah, the being um, holy is not just about like okay, I kind of like perfect myself, I do all the right things, I follow the rules, mm-hmm. so to speak, um, mm-hmm. and then I can be in relationships with people and it's mm-hmm. going to be fine. Um, mm-hmm. But it's actually, I mean, it's like much more difficult than that. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in that way is actually like impossible too. Mm-hmm. But um, th- th- yeah, this the, the other way actually requires a lot more of me yeah. in that I have to like to really like be able to love mm-hmm. someone. Um, I have to be willing to like show myself for who I am. Yeah. So like first I have to trust, like we were saying, I have to trust that this person mm-hmm. is like going to be able to receive, even though it's, it's always a risk. You don't fully know how someone's going to receive you. Right. Um, other than God, you know, mm-hmm. a, but a person, I mean, it, it's, it, there's going to be a risk involved in that. Yeah. Even when you're married. Yeah. That's you know? a, yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to conclude, um, what I was saying is, is my big realization in the past couple of years has been like, it's not about. In, in the path of holiness, it's not like, okay, we have to make ourselves perfect and do all these things and, you know, make sacrifices. I mean, all that stuff is important mm-hmm. um, and good, mm-hmm. you know, like asceticism. We're in Lent now. Like that's that's essential. But mm-hmm. it's first about b- this willingness to be in relationship um, and this willingness to like just show up as I am to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that doesn't mean just like do whatever I want, but that's saying like, okay, I want to – I need to be loved as myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to be loved as this like theoretical other person mm-hmm. that I can create. I mean, I really think I used to fall into this a lot. I probably did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. I think it's really prevalent, especially in like Catholic circles and people who are like really practicing and really, mm-hmm. yeah, following this path. But I, I think it's still kind of like, it's counterintuitive to us because it's so hard. 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so hard to, to get it through our heads like, oh, God actually loves me as I am. Yeah. And therefore mm-hmm. also other people. Mm-hmm. You know, God, like, you know, we always say, like, God comes through the mediation of people concrete people in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that means that if I want to have a relationship with God, I have to have a relationship with people. I have (laughs) to let myself be loved by people Mm -hmm. as I am. Yeah. And it's interesting because that, and this is, you know, kind of what we're going to talk about next, next time with uh, morality, Mm -hmm. but it is actually that, that being loved that makes me be able to be perfect. Mm. it's very counterintuitive it's not my effort it's not what I do exactly exactly that as you were talking I was thinking exactly that of of feeling tempted to be like oh I have to earn to be received by somebody I have to earn I have to make myself good I've got to make myself able able to to be received by another yeah Yeah. and then I can be vulnerable Mm -hmm. like once I'm kind of like all cleaned up Mm -hmm. and perfect then Mm -hmm. then I can be like in this relationship and Mm -hmm. be able to be like you know, mm-hmm. figuratively naked with this yeah. other person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's actually, it's that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And ultimately, we're, we're made for that experience. Yeah. Right? That yeah. being created in love, we're made for an experience of total receptivity, that yes. total transparency. Right. Total nakedness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not in the... Physical sense, but you know, not no, not necessarily. Yeah, so you know, right. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, and ultimately too, uh, it's it's really about learning to be vulnerable with with God too. You know, yeah. to trust Him. I think the more you you know you're loved, the more you can just be vulnerable. And, um, how do you think that we do that? How do you think we can uh, learn to know that good, we're loved by God? That's a good question. I think it's so, really hard. It is really hard. I have an answer to that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I do. Okay. So I'm I'm currently reading this book about finding peace. And the author talks a lot about actually like the way to do that, to to find peace in your in your heart is to able to to trust god Hmm. but you can't do that until you try until you take a step out and try to trust him oh interesting you learn that god is there for you and he he has you and he's going to support you and carry you through life when you actually take steps to do that what comes to mind is when peter got out of the boat Hmm. in the gospels he gets out of the boat vulnerability that's vulnerability He's like, there's, there's really no reason. I might die. Yeah, like, I, I might, I'm jump, I'm like, yeah, I think I may be able to walk on water, but I might not. And so, you know, I start, I start sinking. Yeah. And, and then Christ pulls him out after he starts to sink because he was f- afraid. Mm-hmm. He was afraid God wasn't going to take care of him. Yeah. He couldn't trust God, but then Christ pulls him up and he says, why did you doubt? Yeah. Why did you doubt? So learning to be vulnerable with God, learning to trust him is precisely by taking a step and doing it. That's so interesting. That's a really great image for yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like taking it. a step out into the water. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's interesting. So it's, we are willing to risk ourselves mm-hmm. with God primarily, but then also mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. We're willing to kind of take a risk and then we see mm-hmm. 
wow, like I'm caught by God. Yeah. I'm loved. Yeah. And also by other people, I'm loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm able slowly to open myself within this relationship. So exactly. like, again, it's not just this like, oh, be open, mm-hmm. you know, like that's not what we're saying is vulnerability, but it's mm-hmm. within a relationship. Yeah. We slowly kind of this, this love that we experience is able to pierce through our shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we'll exactly. be opened, open naturally. Right. We don't yes. have, it's also an interesting thing. We don't have to do it ourselves. We don't have to be vulnerable by our own effort. Mm-hmm. This is also something we fall into. Yeah. Well, I fall oh, into for it, sure. And it also makes me more conscious of the way I'm receiving people. Yeah. Because because yeah. as a receiver of someone, you can also be very uh, aware of, oh, they're, they're trying to put themselves out there. They're trying to be vulnerable yeah. to me. How can I receive them in a way that affirms them in a, in a way that makes them want to do it again yeah you know yeah exactly and then that has to come from your own sort of security Mm -hmm. and being loved yeah I think that why we why a lot of people can't receive Mm -hmm. you is because they don't have that themselves yeah 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 they don't have that experience to go off of Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just wonder if I just wonder if when we were younger (laughs) in our little embarrassing moments if we would have known oh it's okay if Tons of people laugh at me. I know God loves me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have been maybe a little bit of a different experience. Yeah. You know. I agree. Or like, yeah, known that those people don't actually, I mean, those people think that I'm like adorable. I know. At least, at least yeah. in your case. Exactly. <laughs> I think the kids in my class were actually laughing at me. <laughs> but my teacher probably thought um, I was adorable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to remember that, yeah, yeah. we're loved. We're Ultimately, loved. it comes down to that. So. Mm-hmm. And that, and that brings us out of ourselves. So, yeah. Anyway. So we would say that that's the sort of practical, Mm -hmm. practical step that we can take is sort of like, take, take the risk. Yeah. Be in relationships with people. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. I mean, you can, I really think, I mean, you can sort of pray all you want and do all the, Mm -hmm. follow all the rules. And obviously this, again, those things are so essential, but if you're not in relationship, if you're not participating in the church, Mm-hmm. In a concrete way, with people, mm-hmm. letting yourselves be loved—that mm-hmm. you're not gonna, you're not gonna become holy. Yeah, and you won't. Necess- and maybe there, it's the it's a better way to experience God. Ultimately, yeah, God's it's love. A, it's a true so, way. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay, Morgan. I think that's all we have for today. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening in on our conversation about vulnerability and original nakedness. We hope you learned something today and we want you to remember you are good and you are a gift. We'll see you next time. Yes. See you next time. This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.